This week, my guest is Travis Troy of Honest Wrenches. Sit tight because you don't want to miss it. Welcome back to Ratchet and Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, where today my guest is Travis Troy of Honest Wrenches. Uh, Honest Wrenches is a pair of Des Moines, Iowa-based shops. Travis does have two, him and Josh Mullins, his partner. Uh, and today we're talking about culture. If you recall the September 2022 issue, uh, Travis Troy was a Ratchet and Wrench all-star runner-up. Uh, he told just a phenomenal story about how he came in contact with the industry as a boy, sweeping shops to help earn money for his family, who was poor. He says he grew up with nothing, and as a result, the industry gave so much to him, and now he gives so much back to the industry. So today our conversation is on culture. Uh, Travis is going to talk about how he gets his employees to buy into the mission and vision of Honest Wrenches, how they manage and lead the team, how they train both the front and back of the house, and then also just how they approach team building. From outings to baseball games to axe throwing to Travis cooking for the entire staff, it's all inside. Uh, and we're also going to talk about how Travis and Josh allow their team to coach them up. A lot of shop owners will manage down to their staff, but very rarely do you hear where a team has the comfort level to manage back up and tell their bosses when they're doing wrong. So anyway, without further ado, here's Travis Troy. Well, hey, Travis, welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So the last time I spoke to you was back, I think, in August, and we were interviewing you for the Ratchet and Wrench All-Star Award feature section. How have things been for you in the shop since then? Really good, man. I cannot complain. And uh, that was a huge honor for me. And it was probably one of my most fun and, and I guess, heartfelt uh, interviews that I've probably ever done. Oh, yeah. Now, you were gut level honest, which is good for people to see the humble beginning you had, how you got your foray into the industry, how you fell in love with the industry, and then ultimately how you went on to building a couple of shops. Yeah, absolutely. So for our audience, you know, you guys can read the interview that I did with Travis, co-founder of Honest Wrenches with two shops in the greater Des Moines, Iowa area. The backstory is on the September issue of Ratchet and Wrench, and it's very inspiring, and I highly recommend that you read it. Now, Travis, uh, the one thing we talked about in that interview that I was not able to really bridge into the story as deeply as I wanted was your conviction about culture. We know throughout the industry, the idea of culture means a whole lot of different things. Uh, how do you define culture? Yeah, so culture for us is is really what's the feel when you walk into a place of business? How do the people interact? How do they interact with each other? And how do they interact with the customer? And I think that really goes to show what type of culture you have down at the core, because if you've got a poor culture inside your organization, that's going to resonate towards the customer and, and the customers are going to see the interaction between your team members. And, and it just, it gives a bad image. It really does. Yeah. And when I did that initial interview with you, one of your employees said something to the effect that, you know, once you work for Travis, you never want to leave. Talk about the culture at Honest Wrenches and really what it does for staying power. Yeah, absolutely. So it seems really cliche, but at the end of the day, Josh, and myself, we truly do care. We care about every single one of our team members and not just about who they are or what they can do for the business, but who they are outside of outside of the shop and, and how we can support them outside um, of the business. And, and whether that be, you know, with some financial assistance, with whether that's with some marital assistance, whatever that may be, the depth that Josh and I go 
to make sure that our team members are successful outside of the workplace is is probably unlike anything a lot of people have ever done or seen before. And the result of that is really a successful culture inside the workplace. And what we found is 90% of the culture issues that we have inside our four walls are brought in from outside of our four walls, which actually affects the inside. So if we can fix their outside life, it has a, an enormous positive impact on the inside culture. And so that's really where we focus. We focus on the people and we focus on the people outside of our four walls. And the result is, is a very positive inside four walls. That's a phenomenal way to look at it. Cause I think I've talked to a couple of other shop owners who say the same thing. They say that, you know, if I can get my employees, you know, their external life to be good internally in the shop, everything goes well. There's no mistakes. You know, things flow in the shop because they're not concentrating or focusing on the things that are going on when they're away from the shop. Exactly. Yeah. So where did you model your culture from? Did you get it from an industry mentor? Did you see another shop do it? Was it from just being in networking? Because I know you network a ton. Like, like, where did you discover like kind of this passion for culture? Josh and I have probably failed more than we've succeeded. And so a lot of it has come through through our failures and not doing the right thing and learning the hard way in a lot of ways. And also a lot of it comes from our story. Um, two total polar opposite stories, um, but we come from a more of a difficult path where a lot of people would say, you're not able to, to do this, you don't get a chance, yada, yada, yada. And so when we opened our second location, our culture suffered tremendously. Josh and I were extremely strong, thin. We were the culture and at, when we were at a one-store level, which made it extremely difficult to spread the culture between two stores. And at that point, I was basically backing out pretty much 100% out of the business of any day-to-day -day just because there was so much to do on, on the backside of it. So it really suffered. And the way that we found it is our team brought it to us. So the culture isn't the same. We know that we can come back from this, but we've got to work on this together. And one of the things that you know I've said in many interviews before is I love cooking for our team. And I went almost an entire year without cooking for them. And that was because we were we were just grinding and doing whatever it took to get that second store going. I basically shut down three three months of my life, and all I did was was live at that store, getting it ready, putting it together, uh, making sure everything was looking right, and equipment was coming in at the time. That was a huge issue, um, and I made it look really good, but it wasn't very easy. And we paid the price on some things, and culture was one of it. So we knew what to do in order to bring the culture back. And we had to pause, take a minute and really, really focus and dial in that culture back in. And, you know, like, and I'll say this and say it again and again, the culture that we have today is the strongest that I could ever imagine. And I think a lot of that has to do with the team that we have today. We have grown so many people on our leadership team. And they have now taken that culture and they own that culture. That culture that, that they run every single day in the day-to-day -day operations is held by them, not us anymore. We can come in and add to that culture, come in, have fun, give high fives and stuff like that. But it doesn't leave anymore if we leave the building. And I think that was, that was extremely important. And I think that's a massive success for the people on our team that we're continuously pouring resources into and growing their leadership abilities. Now, you said a lot of 
amazing things that I definitely want to unpack. First, you mentioned the accountability aspect. You talked about how you and Josh were working on opening a second location, how you let the culture slip and how the team members noticed it. And they weren't afraid to call you to the carpet on that. Like, talk about that whole concept of bottom-up leadership. Because, you know, we all know leadership typically comes top-down. The, the managers, the store owners will talk to the team and lead them up. But, you know, very rare do you see the permission the other way around. Talk about why that's important for your shop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime I bring somebody into our organization, um, my goal is that they're smarter and better than, than what we are. And so with that comes the ability to manage up and manage down. And we highly encourage every one of our team members. Um, we, we don't really call it a, you know, a, a totem pole or anything like that. I mean, we're all in this together. Nobody's more superior than the next. So managing up, managing down is, is kind of cliche, um, but it, it's, it's real, right? I mean, we've got we've to be able to hold each other accountable and it doesn't matter who you are or what position you hold. Um, we're here to help each other and, and hold each other accountable in all in all aspects of the business. And that also is is a huge culture binding product that anybody, it doesn't matter if it's one of our part-time shuttle drivers, he knows that if he sees something out of place, he has the ability to hold somebody accountable and say, hey, that's not right. Or go to another person and say, hey, I've talked to this person about this. I see this and it's not right. And so we all know that we're all being held at, at a very high level. And so we all perform at a very high level professionally, but we also have a ton of fun. I don't know if there's ever been a time that I haven't walked into one of our stores and somebody's not joking and having a good time, but we're still getting the job done and we're still taking great, great care of our customers. Right on. So talk, you talked about cooking for your, for your staff. How often were you doing that? So I was doing it about once a week. I mean, it was when we had one store. Mm -hmm. um, I do it about once a week. And then we went to two stores and I didn't do it for like an entire year and I fell off. And now, you know, I, I get this plan in my head and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it one week at one store, one week at the next store. And I'm so involved with so many different things with, you know, Milwaukee and networking and training. I, I generally do it about once a month per store now. Um, and I think that's a, a maintainable level of being able to do that. Um, and as we get into the holidays and the nicer season, I do it more often. So it kind of has its seasons now. Um, but it, I think it's enough in order to be able to still allow me to be a part of it. And that was a huge struggle for me as we continue to grow is, is I didn't feel as I continue to back out, I didn't feel that I was needed anymore. And this is something that was extremely difficult for me and was a, a leadership and culture issue inside of me. Right. Um, but what I had to do is I had to look at some of the people that we've brought on and the team that we've created. And that was an actually, I had to turn that around and that became a win of mine and a win of, of Josh and I's is that we built an amazing business, an amazing culture and an amazing leadership team. And it no longer has to circle around us. And that was when, when I was able to put it into that aspect, that was extremely powerful. That's great introspect, honestly, you know, being like when you recognize that it's not them not needing you, but it's them embodying your leadership. They're taking your leadership, they're running with it, and they're managing the business the way that you would. They're owning it, and they're doing an absolutely phenomenal job. I mean, Josh and I could not be more proud of them. Yeah, so talk to me about that, the leadership team. Like, how are you guys developing your team on a professional level? Yeah, absolutely. So Josh really owns our leadership team. Um, that was something that uh, when we really started embracing this, 
Um, and we learned this from our 20 group uh, peak performers at ATI. Um, Josh really started forming this, this uh, leadership team and it consists of um, our service managers, and our shop foremans. And um, we've also added in some people that are interested in becoming on the leadership team. And so we let them sit in on it. So that way we're always growing that next level of, of leaders. And Josh said, I, I really want to, to run with this and own this part of it. So I don't put a whole lot of my take on the leadership team. Josh really owns that, but he always gives me feedback and stuff like that on, on how the leadership meetings are going and stuff like that. And he's done a phenomenal job. And a lot of the leadership that we've created is built around Josh doing training, Josh learning and growing his leadership abilities, and me being able to be a part of that success by helping him and allowing him to bring things to me and me walking him through with me not having any emotional attachment to it because I'm not in those meetings. And then him being able to bring that stuff, take my feedback and continue to run with it. Um, so Josh has really been the one that's owned that leadership team and, and he's done a great job. All right. So we've covered a few bases here. We talked about just how you work with personal development and helping your team, how you work with professional development and helping your team, how you guys allow your teammates to manage up, uh, how you guys manage down, um, how you guys have cooked for them, like how you guys have built that infrastructure. Uh, what are some other ways that you guys are building culture? Like, you know, do you guys do outings? I mean, what sort of things do you guys do that you bring together the team on a hangout level that really inspires morale. Yeah, absolutely. Outings are are huge for us. Um, we try to do one outing a quarter. And actually my office manager, Melanie, as of last week, she was named um, our fun finder 5,000. And that's a trademark name. Nobody else can use it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Melanie, um, she is so amazing. And uh, I've got to release some of this stuff to, to her. And so her, she's been tasked in 2023 to not have us only do something quarterly, but to have us do something on a monthly basis. And it's going to be something where um, one month it might be family oriented. The next month it might be totally volunteer oriented, but it's something that each month our team gets together um, and we go out and either do something for us, do something for the community um, I know she's she's got a ton of stuff already planned. We're going to do some some sleigh riding and we're going to do some bell ringing this holiday season and all kinds of stuff. She's almost got the next year completely planned out. She's just got to dial in some things. But we'll also still do our our big uh, company outings. We do um, we rent like I don't know, like four four or five suites every year at at uh, the Cubs game, and we go out there and you know bring everybody, their family, their kids, Josh. His favorite part is to take all of the kids with him down to the pro shop and just let them kind of go on a little shopping spree and get the kids all decked out in whatever gear they need or baseball bats or toys or whatever that might be. And then, you know, we do, we just have a great time doing that family picnics, you know, and then obviously our holiday party is, is huge. We're doing the same thing we did last year with our holiday party this year. We will, uh, Go to a rent out an event center. It's got bowling, laser tag, arcade. We have a massive dinner. We do a white elephant gift exchange, an ugly sweater party, and that's where we'll we'll give out a, a lot of uh, recognition and awards this year. Wow, you guys do a lot of fun things. <laughs> it's it, we have a good time, you know. And uh, the good thing is, is is we've never allowed the money aspect to get in front of 
the culture side of it or or anything else, right? right? We always, our goal is to always put people first and the money will follow. And what I mean by people first is it's not just our employees, it's our, it's our customers, it's our community. We've always put those people first. And if we do that, the money will always come. We don't even have to worry about it. Right when, on. Yeah. So tell me about an outing that was particularly memorable, not just for you, but just for the team, you know, that was really fun or just something that you guys did that really bonded you guys. All of them. I mean, it's <laughs> seriously like, it's so cool. Each outing adds a different perspective, right? And, and a different win, you know, one that, you know, comes to mind for me is we took our West Des Moines store, which was a newer team, and we took them axe throwing, okay? And the amount of fun that they had with that and the camaraderie that was built, the amount of icebreakers that were done, you know, between team members and stuff like that. I mean, to me, that really molded that team together and built them up even stronger. And, you know, last year, our, our holiday party was our first big outing with both stores, everybody together as one big family. I, I, we have uh, 27 employees now. And so them and their spouses, I think we had almost 50 people there. And to just, that's probably the most memorable. And to be able to walk around on the outskirts of the event and just look at the smiling faces, the laughing, the hugging, the high fives, the giving each other a hard time and the amount of fun, like it just goes to show every time Josh and I sit back and watch it and it just doesn't seem real. Like it doesn't seem like we could do something like that. So I'd say our holiday party is is probably the most instrumental, but there's so many other ones that have always added to it. You know, if I asked Josh, it'd be the holiday party or the Cubs outing each year. Like it truly means everything to him to be able to take the kids down to the pro shop. Like that's his highlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's such an important thing. I know for myself, you know, sometimes I'll take my kids out when I do stories, they go on photo excursions with me and it's like, they get it. Then they see why dad is working so hard. Like as opposed to just seeing dad behind the computer, they see why I'm behind the computer and what it does. Yep. Exactly. And I, think, and, I think, and I think that sort of thing is great for spouses because it's like, yeah, they're out there. Yeah, the husbands are working, like the husbands or wives are working in the shop 40, 50 hours a week. They yep. understand the fruits of that labor and why it matters to them. Yeah. And it gives us the opportunity to thank the spouses, you know, yes. because we do, we take a lot of that time from them. And, uh, we appreciate that more than anything to be able to, to have, you know, pretty much 50% of their time spent with us, you know, throughout the week and, and be able to, to do that, which, you know, that means the world to us. Right on. So let's talk about the front of the shop. You know, let's yeah. talk about the culture that you build in the front of the shop with the CSRs, the service advisors, and just being very customer focused. You know, why is it important to have a strong customer facing culture as well? Yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, that's something that is, if you've got a bad culture inside, whether that's the front front counter or the back shop, that's going to resonate to the to the customer. And like I said earlier, you know, I don't know if there's ever been a time that I haven't walked into one of our stores and seen people laughing. And what does every phone coach say? You can read a smile through a phone call. Okay. So if we're laughing and smiling all day long, every time we answer that phone, we're going to have a smile on our face, or we're just going to finish up laughing because I I got to grab this call and we, we're having a good time. Right. So it, that's the, that's the beauty of it. So by having a strong culture in the front of the um, office, every time you answer that phone, you're going to be empowered. You don't have to feel like you're looked down on or, 
anything like that. Like we let them, we let them fail and, and we let them fail. We build them back up and we keep on growing, but we don't ever kill the culture. We don't ever beat them down. Like they're not good enough or anything like that. We're willing to pour whatever resources we need into people. And if they're willing to put the work in, they're going to be absolutely successful working for us, but they've got to be willing to put the work in because the way that we operate is just totally different than than anything a lot of these, you know, people that have come to work for us have ever seen before. Usually it's money, 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 sales, sales, sales. And I don't care about the rest. And ours is people, people, people take care of them. <laughs> like just take care of them, provide an exceptional customer experience, be on your game 100% of the time when you interact with that client, keep them updated throughout the process and answer any questions that you can. And if you don't have the answer, that's okay. We'll find it. We'll get the answer for them. We don't have to lie. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to just feed them a line of business to get them off the phone. We're going to work towards it. And that's taking care of the people. Right. And what are some ways that Honest Wrenches goes the extra mile for customers in the spirit of just building that customer culture relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this sounds extremely minor, but if you ask this client how they felt about it. So one of the things that we do with every client is when we're done with their vehicle, we put a fresh custom labeled bottle of water that has Honest Wrenches on it in their cup holder with the business card of the technician that actually worked on the vehicle. So it's got a photo of the technician and all of our business information on there, but at least they get to see a face with a, with a name of who actually worked on that car. And um, we have a, a customer that just isn't a big water drinker, but she absolutely loves Pepsi, okay? So every time she gets on the schedule, okay, our shuttle driver gets dispatched to the gas station. We pick up, pick up a fresh bottle of Pepsi. And before that car gets delivered back to her, she's got a fresh bottle of Pepsi with the business card without a, a bottle of water. You look at what that, that might cost somebody or the admin to have. We don't look at that. We don't care. We know the experience and how much that means to them that we were able to identify that they love Pepsi and that we're willing to go get a bottle of Pepsi and put it in their cup holder at the expense of us and the time that it takes or whatever to do that means the world to them. And the other thing that we do is we do a, a customer delight kit. And so Melanie, our office manager, puts these together and we task her with finding the new little things to do. But I think right now we're doing um, pizza cutters, a nice little pen and flashlight kit and a coffee cup. And we put a delight kit together in a bag for all new customers and set that on their front seat when they get uh, so when they get into their vehicle, whether we deliver it, pick it up or we pull it up to the front door when they get into that. That's the first thing that they see. We don't say anything to them about it. We just kind of want that to be that cherry on top and 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 really just kind of like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah, it's just the little things, right? It's just like the little attention to detail that keeps people happy. It is. It, and you're so right. When And when I mean attention to detail, I mean like when we put that bottle of water in the cup holder, our logo faces them so they see it when they get in. And the business card is draped over properly in order for them to be able to have interaction with that technician's face the minute they see it. They don't have to flip it over or do anything. So we try to take that attention to detail serious as well and make sure that it's a good presentation. We want it to be nice and, and easy for them to be able to see and appreciate. And so lastly, you know, what's one piece of advice you leave shop owners who want to develop a strong culture like what you've built at Honest Wrenches? Yeah, absolutely. So if your culture is strong right now, keep building upon it. 
if your culture isn't what it once was or isn't what you want it to be, you have to talk to your people. You have to. You have to set your ego aside and you have to be willing to hear things that you might not want to hear. And you cannot have any emotion attached to that. You have to know that this is all on me and I can only fix it from here. And so do a, an anonymous survey. Um, do something that allows your people to speak without being judged and allow them to tell them whether you agree with it or not doesn't matter. It's how they perceive it and it's their perception of it. So then it's up to you to either say, hey, you know, maybe I came off wrong or this isn't what I actually meant, but that's how they perceive you and the culture that you have inside your shop. And if you can start working towards that, set the ego aside and just start identifying issues and improving on them, you can have an amazing culture. And I mean, you don't have to go to the extent that we do. You can do, you can have an amazing culture just by taking care of the people, fixing their concerns. And one of the big things that we do is, is our one-on-one meetings. You know, I didn't even really talk about that, but being able to sit down on a one-on-one basis and talk to team members and help them through the struggles that they have in life. I mean, I don't care who you talk to or who you walk past down the street. Every single person in this world is struggling with something. Some of them are super minor. Some of them would blow you away if you heard them. You'd be like, wow, you covered that up well. But every single one of us, even everybody that's listening to this podcast, you can just take a moment to think about what you're struggling with today. And to be able to sit down on a one-on-one basis, judgment-free zone, and be able to talk about that and help people through that, that's a huge culture binding deal right there. Massive. Awesome. Well, for all my listeners, you have been spending time with Travis Troy, co-owner of Honest Wrenches. And Travis, you know, you have a reputation for being someone who loves to help people in the industry. So for people who listen to the podcast, who just may want to get ideas about culture from you, can they reach you? Absolutely. I am. I have a passion for this industry and it doesn't matter if it is, uh, you know, going to career fairs at high schools or helping a struggling shop owner or helping an extremely successful shop owner. It really doesn't matter. I've got a, a passion for every aspect of it, technicians, service advisors, whatever it is. So they can reach me at uh, 515-577-5267. That is my personal cell phone number call me, text me anytime, or feel free to shoot me an email at t period, T-R-O-Y at honestwrenches.com. Travis, thanks so much for the chat on culture. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks All a lot. Right. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll see you. And that's going to do it for us here today at Ratchet and Wrench Radio. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter, which goes out daily. Uh, and you can find that at ratchetandwrench.com. That's R-A-T-C-H-E-T-A-N-D-W-R-E-N-C-H.com. And may the rest of your day be the best of your day. And we'll see you next week.